RFCP is the reason I and Jatin are friends, and that's the reason we started jamming together a long time ago. So, like the fact that you're wearing the T-shirt, uh, sort of right away makes us like so happy and like okay. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It just changes everything right now. That's that's my firm belief. Like people who grew up uh, in the '90s, right? Especially listening to early '90s music, like are the best people on the planet. <laughs> yeah. And dude, yeah, yeah, and that's man. Very difficult to debate because I think just the like the the spectrum of music that was there and just the the kind of stuff that was floating around, uh, it's it's insane. And I don't think anything can be replicated like that. I think in the early '90s, I was probably like six years old, but um, I, I obviously caught on to it uh, much later. Um, but from what I gather, that there was like a couple of weeks that it just created history. Um, yeah. There was the the Nirvana uh, Nevermind album that came out. RHCP Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out around the same space, and a whole bunch of others. So yeah. there was something about that time period that <laughs> yeah. just you know. And the yeah. whole world vibed with it. It wasn't just you know. It's just a it's ridiculous. Mainstream. Yeah. So, I think these guys were uh, trying to deliberately shift away from the whole glam rock scene from the eighties, and they were discarding a lot of what came in the eighties, which was like super super uh, you know like flashy and stuff. And they were going back to the roots stuff, which was like Zeppelin and Purple and Sabbath, but sort of giving it their own interpretation, right? Like Nirvana and Peppers and all these guys, and. Uh, it creates this really nice uh, atmosphere, but it's like it's not quite classic rock, but it's also like not the glam rock thing, and it just like becomes a thing of its own. So that's how you get like you know Pearl Jam and your Soundgarden of the world, and all so, these guys just doing great music in a span of very small time. Yeah, yeah, and see that's the thing. All of these guys, they all know each other, right? So even yeah. though there are these <laughs> different band identities, they've all played with each other at some yeah. point in time. Yeah. So it's it's all. I I think what's more important is like people being on the same wavelength, and that will then show in the music that you that you play. So which is why Pearl Jam, uh, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Nirvana, like RHCP, even RATM. I I would argue to some to some extent, yeah. it's yeah. all the same family. I feel very similar. It's 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 so strange I, because it's almost like if you uh, this is this doesn't make any sense, but. It's almost like if people in Andheri, right? Like people who are close in, like the circuit of music making in the indie scene in Mumbai. Forget Andheri, and then people and that just exploding to a sense that everyone knows everyone, but everyone's also making such distinct music from all across the spectrum. I think yeah. that would be like the dream if that happened. Like you know, it which it's we're getting close to it happening in India in in so many of the cities with so uh-huh. much great music happening, and then people collaborating with other people. uh coming to your collaboration with with fuzz culture which was super exciting to hear uh also you collaborating so with keshav dhar and upcoming tracks with blackstar blues it just makes it so exciting because you're obviously uh coming out of a certain kind of music you're making and it and people listening also are very curious to you know be like okay what kind of how is this going to sound so i think one of our first question to you uh through this jumble would be like you know how uh, what has been your thought process in in collaborating with these different artists and is it something that you're pushing uh, consciously from your side or it's just something exciting that you know is just is just happening out of magic like you know from the air so um 
back when um, i was growing up so i grew up on the the late 90s early 2000 scene of um, indie scene of bombay yeah so back then it was all you know great indian rock tapes and rock street journal magazine and gigpad forum and, and and that was all the rage and yeah. uh, bands wise uh, yeah for, for, for me the biggest influences were you know zero pentagram kinky ski monkey you know all of these like awesome sauce yeah. bands that we would just go and <laughs> and and just mosh at yeah. that irock uh, rang bhavan so that's the space where where all of this sort of germinated um and that's never left me so in terms of uh, when we started writing our our own music we sort of still carried the same influences mm-hmm. and uh, way back when uh, when we were just doing our own sort of little high school college band kind of a thing <laughs> it didn't expectedly didn't go anywhere uh yeah. you know we weren't very serious about music it was just yeah. a couple of friends jamming together and it was fun it was fun but we never released any music uh which sucked in in hindsight right because yeah. once your job start and things like that it just yeah. uh, stuff just sits and sits for yeah. years um so when i left bombay in 2009 and i came to the states it started eating into me that oh shit mm. you know we had this entire uh, book body of work and nobody other than maybe your like five friends yeah. and uh, grudgingly our parents have have heard this have heard this crap so it's got to be like like made properly um yeah. so in 2016 onwards sort of when i started releasing music but see the thing is like i don't come from a, a music education background Correct. so my own vocabulary in the space is limited right um so what was critical for me was to work with folks who were sort of better than me you know so yeah. so, so I started working my wife went to columbia university so that they have an excellent sort of indian community that's that's very vibrant mm-hmm. and they are heavy into sort of uh, indian classical as an example because if okay. you're playing new york you're playing to the world right. right so a lot of like phd students they they would like you know do that during the day and then at night they they're playing Greenwich Village which is the same place where Bob Dylan and and Hendrix used to play they're playing the same yeah. clubs yeah um so that's what i started uh, experiencing and that sort of naturally led to collaborations with with friends i would say first right. um who were also sort of musicians and then yeah. one thing led to the other which snowballs into trifecta um it's just been sort of i've been at it since 2016 trying to just up the production value of the music work with increasingly sort of better musicians <laughs> yeah and uh, you know it got to a point where i i wanted to reflect back that hey i grew up listening to zero why yeah. don't i give warren a shout out let's see yeah. i mean yeah um it was it was a long shot but uh, shot him a note and he replied back uh, so it's it's that's cool that's insane yeah that's almost yeah. like like if if you if you don't you call out to the universe and it's probably nothing happening right like what's the worst that can happen yeah i uh, in my mind the worst that would happen is to listen to the track and say boss uh, this is not <laughs> <laughs> thanks but no thanks yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so in this scenario there is a worst that can happen like <laughs> yeah that would just be soul crushing right yeah, i mean yeah yeah, uh, yeah but no man see the thing is um warren um musically his set of influences are like so diverse right yeah. and when, back when he was playing zero versus what he's playing now as black strat blues is there's 
huge spectrum sort of difference um, but i what i have always felt is that the core doesn't change yeah. so when i talk to 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 warren about my song um a liberate he sort of gets it that this is the space where it's coming from but it obviously has to be um uh, kept recent with modern times right? right same thing with 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 siddharth basrood like i was a fan since he was with kinky ski monkey and they were covering even flow pearl jam at right. uh, rang bhavan at irock um so he was also also like gets it right yeah. this is the space but i mean how much do we want to keep keep dwelling on the past like right. 1990 abhi 30 saal ho gaye yaar so you know we have to, right. have to yeah. move on a totally. bit totally yeah <laughs> So, so that's yeah. That's how the collaborations are sort of organically grown. I would say, like uh, friends first, like fans, uh, and and then uh, I would say jumping into the whole professional scene headlong. That's This, amazing. Uh, uh, from what you were saying, right? Like one of the things that obviously comes to the mind is the fact that since you are playing with like a variety of artists, uh, and although they come from the same time zone. Uh, or approximately a similar time zone but like the genres that they're playing is are very different right so of, yeah. of the videos that you release uh, one of them is like a very happy sort of a video right my room yeah. and like and the other one is obviously darker almost uh, uh, bordering heavy metal yeah and uh, like i just want to ask you like was that intentional that you know what i'm going to go in and i'm going to show them my overall range as a musician mm. uh, or 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 it's like you know what let the chips fall uh, where they may i am making a music album rather than like a rock album or an electro pop album with first culture because first culture's music i've been following first culture since he was playing in circus right yeah one of the best guitar yeah. players yeah right and and from there he became like this electronic producer and he's like a really cool electronic producer and his vibe is very very recognizable so yeah. when i hear like three songs from you i'm like this dude is not uh, unlike a blood sugar sex magic for example you're not really yeah, going uh, for hard funk rock music you're just you're letting the chips fall as they may so is that intentional for you no not really um akash see the thing is with me collaborations are um true collaborations right so when i'm working with somebody new it's i i want their sort of influences to to drive the music so it's of course mm-hmm. i've i've written a demo so i've written the lyrics i've written the chords and i played an acoustic version but it's very interesting to me as to how other musicians perceive the song and the the direction that they want to take it in so when it comes to especially with trifecta collaborations um my direction to these guys was you have creative control do what you want um come okay. back with crazy ideas and i think first call arsh is just a crazy guy in general um <laughs> so he, he, he i think had the craziest uh, ideas of them all um but yeah i i didn't want to like constrain them that this is the sort of uh, genre that's hot right now so let's target that uh it it just the the ep is is versatile by nature because the the musicians on it are versatile mm. you know so so you're right everybody comes from i think similar sort of influences but what they're doing right now is a reflection of the person that they are right now and that's yeah. different right Keshav Dar as an example he's he's doing a ton of film music so when i sent him the the demo for Nukkar closed he read the words and and he he sort of understood the overall premise which is very sad it's very dark yeah. right it's a tribute to the late uh, Garima Kothari 
and the 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 vibe that he wanted to to create for it was larger than life cinematic because that's sort of who garima was and she was aggressive so the song had to reflect that and it was more of a, a you know celebration of her life um which is why it comes out with such sort of energy in 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 the metal zone with the first culture i don't know if i move over can you can you see yeah can you see the painting back there yes so that's yes. my baby girl myra yeah. um <laughs> so that's a totally different zone um, exactly. and you know when i when i spoke to to arsh about it um and siddharth basrur you know they they were just so excited uh, that <laughs> oh this is for a kid and you know we we got to make it happy yeah. and same story man and i had an i had an acoustic demo um but free reign free reign to to arsh um in fact i had to stop myself from from pushing him into the pearl jam zone um <laughs> some of the feedback that i gave on the initial mixes was like hey maybe we could use some distortion guitars and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> don't need it don't need it we played that for years aage badhte ho so this is really fascinating because uh, like you know from whatever you know demos that i work on or or things i uh-huh. i share with with akash while we're you know throwing around demos or or even thinking of music uh i'm so stubborn on like you know like like what i have in my mind uh, it's yeah. it's extremely difficult sometimes to for me to you know give free reins as such to someone or say listen i'm going to step back you can do whatever you want i'm kind of exactly. fascinated that you've you know you've you, you you've been in that position where you absolutely are giving away you know that entire baby to to, to someone else and trust them completely which is and awesome. literally literally in this case yeah <laughs> yeah that's literally your baby it's it's like um, the leg, it's like the legacy you know yeah uh, i think it just comes from trust yeah <clears throat> had this been um you know some some producer who's like really hot in the indie scene right now and he has like 50 million streams on apple music but i don't know him right you know that i i can name a few i can name a few whom i would not trust although they have like a, a bunch of streams so yeah i having worked very closely with some of them i'm like you know what yeah maybe not yeah so, what you mean. so folks that you know really well and you've known them for years right and they're right. like genuine people uh this is I, this is what i was talking with with arsh um the other day that my biggest takeaway from this whole trifecta ep is just getting to know these folks like socially and right. just knowing how cool they are as people yeah right you know and and being being able to switch from just being a fanboy to 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 actually having um conversations like over whatsapp like right. the sound setup that i'm using today uh, it's under the guidance of orun so he's been right. telling me hey man do this don't do this and this is yeah. what works what doesn't work people are so chill but yeah. um, you know so yeah That's, so it, so i think trust, trust. music also has you i mean it starts from you your stories real life things right has that always been a process or was there a point where you realized that you know my music has to be from my life or how 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 do you go about it like where do you pick stuff from your life how do you do that see the the thing is um because i don't do music commercially it frees me from a lot of other constraints so Lovely. i can afford to talk about the things that that affect me personally so um that's sort of the intent behind these songs so they've they've always been 
with each song, I've felt that I've discovered myself as a person more who I am. Mm. Like if you back in the day, so one of the songs that that one of the first songs that we'd we'd ever written as like teenagers was a song called Shades. And uh, this was this was off an EP called Reimagine that we finally put out in 2019 after 18 years when the song was written. <laughs> so if I if I when I started to think about um, as an 18 year old when I was writing Shades, did I really understand what the song was really about? No, the song right. was actually about anxiety disorder in children. Mm-hmm. And the thing with music is that it helps you express yourself in in ways that words sometimes can't. So uh, as a teenager, I had no understanding of what anxiety disorder is. It wasn't until when I was 34 years old that, that I understood, oh, shit, this is what it is. And mental health is a serious thing. Go see a therapist. Take your meds and you'll be fine. You'll be sorted. There's, there's nothing. But when I was writing the song back then, I had no idea. It just came. Yeah. Um, and and w- when I was revisiting the, the song now and, and you start to question yourself, why did I write this lyric? Some of it, granted, didn't make sense. So some of the words had to be tweaked. But the core, <laughs> the core emotion of it like didn't change. So yeah. to, to answer yeah. your question, each of these songs has that sort of very deeply personal story. And that's the space where it comes from. Creating songs that don't have that to me would be cheating the audience, right? And, and folks can pretty smart, man. You can even see through what was genuine versus what was just created because the music director gave you a brief and you said, yeah. like, fuck it. Yeah. I need my, I need to pay my bills. I need to make some music. Yeah. So yeah, you just described like pretty much all uh, Radio Michi and Radio City Top 10. <laughs> hey man, because see, the, the thing is, every music has like a, its own space in the world. Yeah. Power to them. I'm sure it does. Um, but hey, like, some of it is objectively shit. I'm like, I'm going to disagree with you there. Like, some of it is objectively shit. You go around, you see the kind of uh, regurgitation that happens these days. And so, so when you sort of meet and talk to an artist uh, who is like honest to his influences and who's honest to the process yeah. of songwriting, uh, it's obviously a fresh change. Like yours, this, your story, obviously, about Shades right, reminds me of uh, what Radiohead was trying to do. For like uh, 30 years, they were playing uh, True Love Waits, which is one of their iconic uh, uh-huh. songs uh, in different variations of the song, but they never released it. Uh, hmm. on an album and eventually when they came out with the song in 2017 in the Amun Shape Pool uh, it was like a completely different song from what they had been playing in the 90s and uh, 2000s it was just hmm. like a piano based song as compared to a hard acoustic uh, song so that's, that's that's very commendable because you're sort of letting it marinate uh, sonically and obviously thematically uh, yeah. in a place where you don't betray yourself as an artist and also, there's something else uh, which I want to touch upon, which, which you mentioned that you don't make music commercially. Yeah. Uh, why would that be a thing? Because before this uh, thing started, I and Jatin were talking about, we wanting to ask you, what do you think of, uh, you know, like how different streaming platforms uh, compensate the artists? Mm-hmm. So is that something you would like to touch upon? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so so the, the thing is, um, I don't do music full time. Um, which is why I, I sort of do this as, as a passion project, right? And I'm able to yeah. talk about the things that I care about. Um, my my day job is with Amazon. So I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm sort of, I'm, uh, I'm confused. Are you, are you based out of Bangalore? 
New York. Let me spin the camera around and show you, man. So I'm conflicted, man. I have friends at Spotify. I have friends at Apple Music, and of course in in Amazon Music too. Look, music is a hard space. The industry is, and and I come from a finance background, so that's what I do at Amazon. Uh, the economics are terrible, and nobody knows this better than you guys. You 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 study the industry. You know the the there's a huge uh, mismatch right between the demand and supply. The economics yeah. just don't make sense. Um, if it weren't for streaming platforms, uh, music, I, I don't know what the what the space would be uh, would be today. But I I don't. I actually don't have enough info about this, but I don't know how many people actually rely on just their streaming revenue uh, to make a livable income. At least all the folks that I know in the in the indie scene, yeah. other than maybe uh, I don't know other like Divine Rituiz and maybe Pratik Kuhard, nobody would be able to make a livable income just from uh, streaming platforms. So Correct. Banking on that, I, I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure. Right? Yeah. Hmm. You have to augment your sources of revenue, be it whatever, live gigs or Zoom gigs with COVID or selling merch. Uh, and everybody is sort of struggling, right? To, to find that right yeah. mix. But yeah. to make this more argument more personal, I very early on, I sort of made the distinction that that if, if I'm pursuing music, it's for it's pursuing music for the sake of music, like creating art. So by very definition, the commerce aspect is going to suffer yeah. versus if you're pursuing music for commerce, that's a very different argument, right? And, 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 and the thing is, look, I mean, if, if people want to pay rent and, and you, have, uh, you have to sort of um, you know, conform to yeah. what a, a, a film is asking of you or what an ad is asking of you. Because again, as a finance person, I, if I put that hat on, if I'm paying money and I'm contributing to a film that has a 50 million uh, budget, I want to see a return on that investment. So it would be kind of risky, right? That, oh, let the music producer just do his thing. Let them create a Myru. If it clicks, great. If not, <laughs> I'm fucked. Yeah. So it won't work, right? So that's what I'm saying. The economics are sort of very different. So the intent behind the music sort of becomes a primary is, is what I mean. True. I was, that was interesting. I wanted to quickly touch upon uh, a Nukad Close, the song, yeah. uh, the music video, which I absolutely enjoyed. I mean, the, uh, uh, the mix of both the music and the music video, I think, had... Uh, you know, a much stronger effect on me as a listener because I was completely engrossed in the video and then the music yeah. also was was complementing it beautifully. So I just wanted to know what, you know, did, did you work on the music video yourself? Was there someone else who worked on it? Uh, because it was, it, was, it was visually very beautiful. So with videos also, I take the same approach as um, with songs when it comes to collaborations. The, okay. the, the director or the animator has creative control. Right. So I, I, of course, um, at the onset, I, I would conceptualize it that this is what the video is about and more importantly, why I'm creating it. So mm. with, with Mukar Close, it's a tribute uh, to, to someone that I'd met in real life. Mm. And I, I wanted to be um, respectful to the friends and family involved and not sort of directly reference the incident. She lost her life in a horrific case of domestic violence. Yeah. And what I had seen was all of the coverage around the incident was just focused on her death, which which was just wrong, you know. As a as a living person, you know, you know, having interacted with her, she was awesome, and I felt that ought to be celebrated. So that's where the space of Nukar Close came from, 
and when i spoke to the animator dhruv sharma who happens to be arsh sharma's brother oh. um yeah he 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 sort of understood that okay this is the it's it's a very delicate subject it has to be um treated with with a lot of weight mm. um and given that we didn't we again pretty early on made the decision that we didn't want to directly reference um her or or the incident itself in the video but use metaphors to sort of communicate the idea and uh, we brainstormed a lot we 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 that's actually what we end up spending most amount of time on for any of these videos that the, mm. the vibe has to has to land right. whether it works or not whether the youtube views are like 5 or or 5 million is this sort of secondary yeah um so yeah a lot of brainstorming with roof and then he really drove it so full full power to him man um happy that's wonderful that. as yeah, yeah i mean uh, yeah it it turned out i think like the best it could so congrats to dhruv and to you for for the release brilliant uh and la a little bit about your last track which is with uh, mighty black stat blues with uh, yeah. i i'm not sure when the release date is i don't know if there is a release date but can you give us a March little 26. teaser can you give us yeah. a little teaser about what what we should expect because we are completely confused right like we went from nukad close we went to myru and now we're 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 like keenly awaiting as to what this next journey is going to be like how many how many solos does it have <laughs> <laughs> are you crazy going to warren and saying you can't do solos like no yeah, exactly like, <laughs> no like, like, let's, let's cap it at three let's cap it at three <laughs> <laughs> he would have done six and the song would have been yeah. 10 minutes long um but again he has he has creative control again this this one is is also in a in a darker space and the music will will reflect it so it's a it's a song about substance abuse um okay. and sort of the, the struggle to break free which is why the song is called liberate um this song i would say is the closest to my original set of influences so you 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 mm. might hear a lot of alison chainsy sort of um okay know, heavy grunge um yeah. so warren is like in his true true element and <laughs> he 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 got jairo kavi on on the drum so he's slamming it oh, like he yeah, amazing yeah. amazing yeah like so, that combination is 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 almost like fatality right there right So I I greatly admire Blackstrat Blues. I love everything they do. I I think dig more of their heavier material. Um, mm. and this just I think pushes that that boundary, uh, yeah. even further. So sonically, yeah, it's you're you're in for a treat. The video <laughs> is, is we shot it in uh, Bombay just a couple of weeks back, um, and it's it's trippy, it's trippy. <laughs> so I'm assuming a, you got them. Work with Jairo Kavi, yeah, 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 in person. Like he's one of the greatest drummers in this country, but he's also one of the funniest guys uh, <laughs> yeah. in the country. Like I don't know if you know, but like he's Vashan, like one of those stand-up comedians. Vashan from Nashik is is like <laughs> yes, my yes, favorite yes, comedy yes. sketch. Exactly. Which uh, I keep telling him, see everything you do, you I know. I know of you since you played drums for Pin Drop Violence. That's great, but Vashat from Nashik is your best. That is, that's I'm your like, legacy. Wait, so I remember. That. I I know that video by heart. That's like the funniest thing ever. So wait, he's he, he's not a real musician. Like, <laughs> no, no, he's a real musician, but he's also like one of the funniest guys. Yeah, ever. no, I I know it. This it, it confused me for the longest time because I saw this video from uh from Warren's page, right? And he was like. 
this person wasn't and he's talking about a guitar and for like the longest time i i you know i i couldn't get the dark humor part of it i thought this is just really one of warren's friend and he's trying to encourage him to play guitar or whatever you know <laughs> it there is an insane section where he's supposed to read music and he's reading it all wrong and he's like samila do you want me to play music or read music like what do you <laughs> yeah kekra kekra chord kekra chord is something that i'll take yeah. to my grave yeah and, yeah, and, and I, it was funny. it was months later when i went for a live gig and i and i was like wait the drummer i've seen that guy somewhere right and then you know it, then i was educated that okay no this was like a sketch you know it was it was brilliant it's like the it's like the best thing that ever happened like you know it was too cool but yeah i mean he's definitely one of the top drummers uh, the country has seen he's he's been collaborating with so many uh, newer artists now also uh, yeah. which is great uh, was he if i'm not mistaken was he also the drummer for pangea he was right i think yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely super you group and they also super chill yeah so it's that's the all... that's the most important thing there's no about airs that oh you know i i play for bollywood like fuck that yeah. shit they would yeah. report bollywood as much as me so <laughs> so manas uh, any any time we would be able to see you live in mumbai sometime in india do you plan oh, to gosh. come back It's... it's been on the to do list like forever i haven't been able to travel to bombay for the last like 5 years now right. uh, either my visa is expiring or the wife's visa is expiring <laughs> it's just uh, it's just been horrible so yeah i do want to travel back i think once we've had our our vaccinations and it's a bit safer hmm. um, how did you shoot the video in mumbai oh you just came in Yeah no so 4 by 4 is is has produced it so they they lined up oh. an awesome crew um right. and again it it worked very similarly i i was able to provide a high level brief and what the song is about and why and they they ran with it and they've they've done some seriously experimental crazy shit um <laughs> because it's about substance abuse so the the, the bounds are limitless yeah so it's about a, a really bad um, acid trip and um, you know it it it's it creates a lot of space for uh, <laughs> hallucinations i'll leave it at that yeah. yeah i think that's 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 great uh, but also hats off to uh, 4 by 4 because it was uh, it was nidhi from 4 by 4 that actually wrote in to us uh, you know uh, describing your your album your music and then we heard it and then we were like okay this is this is awesome we have to you know like hoping to like you know bring you on the podcast because we just started the podcast like a couple of months ago and uh, fortunately they were able to make it happen and we're absolutely stoked that you joined us and were able to talk to four us 4 by 4 is just the the again best people on the planet i i know of of himanshu and uh, nikhil um way back when when they used to manage some of my my favorite bands of the time i think medusa right. who became sky rabbit who became yochin right. all of this yeah stuff. yeah yeah and forever fan of of control all delete so that's yeah power to them man being being able to to put out good music like genuinely good music Correct. um in in this environment it's hard and and they've been doing it for for decades so rishu saying 4 by 4 you know <laughs> yeah no i think that uh, you know that's that was one of the primary reasons why we even started uh, music mandir as as a platform because you know it was always a little irritating that that people weren't aware of 
you know, like great music that was originating like just next door. Uh, right. And then there were so many instances where I would make people, you know, like listen to some artists and they'd be like, holy shit, we didn't even know that there was so-and-so, you know, making music like this. And so the whole purpose was to just get these, you know, get people to explore Indian music a little bit more and then have a website where maybe you can, you know, figure out uh, more artists. And, and we're just so fortunate that now people share their music with us and we get to listen to more people. And then through the podcast, we can we can share their journeys, uh, you know, because the musician is everything. Like I feel is I, I keep joking with people like there is no Spotify if there's no music, right? Like yeah. it, it's a great service, but then it's it, it's the musicians. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, I mean, we're just super excited speaking, that you joined us. Speaking, speaking of, where can I find your music? So I, I looked you up on SoundCloud <laughs> and I think all you have there is like covers, which are great. Yeah, but uh, where can I find you? So there is there. I I I have some of my music on Bandcamp. Uh, uh, so I can probably drop you a link, like later. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. Like we are like what you would call dilettantes uh, when it comes to because we have the exact uh, problem that you just described. Like songs lying around for 18, 19 years and just sort yeah. of never seeing the light of the day because life gets in the way. Yeah, so. Uh, and that, I think that's like the moment you said that we were like, okay, like I, I can empathize with that because that's exactly what Jatan and I also fight about. On that. So that's there. Yeah. Also, one, one, one question that I want to have, it is like a very uh, commercial sort of a question, very, uh, you know, very MTV question, but I still want to ask it, which is uh, what's on your playlist these days? Oh, uh, you'll hate me for saying this, but <laughs> it's, it's a lot of Pearl Jam still. Yeah. Um, what are you listening to? album? Has to be 10, yeah. Um, it has to be 10, you know, right? It, like yeah. some of the later stuff is not really up to the mark. I mean, it's never bad, but it's not really up to the mark. It doesn't have that thing. Yeah. It doesn't have the edge. And I've caught them so many times now and their live gigs are, are so phenomenal. Like Pearl right. Jam, Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, uh, Soundgarden actually did a did a gig with with Nine Inch Nails um, a few years ago, and I was fortunate to catch Chris Cornell. The the way they they just conduct these gigs and the the kind of folks that that, that show was in Seattle, up. right? Um, no, so um, New York being such like a global hub, the the bands whenever they do these tours these days, especially the older bands, they would club with with other folks and okay. uh, you know do these joint tours. So I even managed to catch Bob Dylan. Who's, wow. you know, um, he was still touring with, with Mark Knopfler and Knopfler still got it. He's still awesome, but yeah. Dylan, he was a bit but out of it. Not um, so much. Nah, so yeah, he, but he at the same shattered. time, he's, he's 80, right? If I'm not wrong, yeah, nearing he's 80. really old, dude. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the fact that he's still <laughs> on stage. Oh, burping the thing with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody was sort of feeling, I think, bad for him. People were shouting, go Bobby, and you know, all that. But he was just out of it. I, it was just, it, it was rather sad, actually, to 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 watch mm. that. Um, That's what I feel about, uh, I'm sorry to say, Anthony Kiedis, uh, some, some days, you know, like when he's performing live and like, it's always like either Frusciante or Josh Klinghoff who have to sort of come in and fill it for him. Don't say that, because, man. Don't say that. Don't, don't say that. Killing <laughs> Yeah, cause I'm. Uh, it's it's on my bucket list to like catch them live, like anywhere in Europe that that they are coming. Especially because Prushante now like rejoined, so I'm like, mm. you know what? Like 
when this covid thing is done like wherever they are i'm i'm just going cuz i i just i just have to like just watch it with my own eyes and then just be done with it like mentally and you know universally i can be the, at peace the chili peppers they put on quite an act i caught them in 2017 at madison square garden um so they put on a full audio visual experience yeah. so there's a whole sort of lights thing that's happening and yeah. and and a lot of buhaha so it's it's yeah. very enjoyable yeah but personally the best concert that i've seen is prophets of rage i've got them twice oh wow oh. Oh. that energy is second to none boss i That's... think tom morello is like is ridiculously under uh, rated as a musician because uh-huh. the guys he's played with and the like even his solo stuff right which just didn't really take off but he had these few acoustic revolutionary albums that he put out were actually pretty damn good right but it was just like a like political in nature so i think it yeah. you know it got pushed around but uh, i think red hot chili peppers and i think tool like uh, is is like a band that i like i really want to watch live tool was i think sleeping since the 1990s and they suddenly discovered the internet <laughs> and now they started putting yeah, music yeah. out <laughs> Oh, they, they, they dropped the new album on uh, on Global Experience. I remember that. Yeah, like yeah. You know, just going and like yeah, I just released my catalog on uh, Spotify. Yeah, it's like eighteen years later or some stuff, man. That's insane. Just woke up from coma. I say, wow. Yeah. The world is still. He's been a farmer, right? All this while, he's been a farmer all these years. He's like yeah, a wine he has, farmer. He has a winery. Yeah, he has a winery, and uh, and all of their songs are like these mammoth seventeen-minute songs and. so there is funny articles about how kids now would be reacting to these songs right like it would yeah. it would drive them insane like knowing that yeah. the songs are so long no <laughs> uh, it's insane so uh, that's the entire attention span i think of a whole generation 17 yeah. minutes easily give me the easily. hook give me the hook in 17 seconds <laughs> otherwise i'm bouncing yeah what happened imagine yeah in that sense imagine the kids listening to something like a bitches group by miles davis where like the first song is 21 22 minutes long like battle stamps <laughs> and like there is no chorus and there is nothing right it's just like a bunch of atonal sounds and they're yeah. like what the fuck is going on <laughs> oof the state of affairs hey but there's positives too it's not all bad Um, yeah there's yeah. always there's always positives like like the latest song that's yeah, coming out yeah kendrick lamar with yeah <laughs> <laughs> we have conflicting have, feelings about that we have we have kendrick lamar and we also have manas jha releasing his latest track <laughs> with black star blues i think we'll we'll pull it up and let 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 let, let the people decide uh, manas do also let us know how people can support you uh, in whatever way they can yeah absolutely there's something yeah uh folks can find me social media as much as i despise it i have to be on it um instagram uh facebook youtube i i'd recommend folks not spending too much time on these platforms it's detrimental <laughs> to your health but uh, if you're on there do look me up manas jha music apple music is 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 an absolute best shout out to bob uh, to, to bob and james uh, for for supporting me and and the indie music scene overall awesome so, yeah we link all everything in the descriptions and people can follow manas people can enjoy his music and hopefully we have you back again with like some new ep new music soon or just hopefully. chatting for hours or just come and yeah. hang out for yeah. yeah. hours or, or just about the 90s or just a red or chili peppers t-shirt that works perfectly <laughs> i'll send you one from here yeah i'll send you one awesome so manas we're <laughs> running out of time in a few minutes this call's going to be done but we are absolutely happy that you could join us Pleasure. thank you so Pleasure. much
Cheers, and all, all the best. All the best. Thanks a lot. Cheers, man. See you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Manas. Cheers, guys.